0: This week we read in the Torah, Parsha Tzav, which is really a continuation of the um, halachas, the laws, the dinim of korbanis of sacrifices brought in the Beis Hamikdash. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the interesting um, uh, new korbanis that's mentioned in this Parsha that was not mentioned earlier in Parsha Vayikra. Um, comes with a very powerful and important lesson for each and every one of us. Um, and that is the following. The first word that we are meant to say when we wake up in the morning every day is moida. We say moida ani. Moida means to think, like the word todah, to thank. Moida ani lefanacha, we thank Hashem for giving us back our neshama, back our soul, and allowing us to wake up again for another day. Um, the first word of davening. When we go to shul, is la Hashem kiruv Again, call out in thanks to Hashem. In the Shmona Esrei, we say We thank Hashem um, every time we eat something. We make a bracha, barucha to Hashem. We thank, bless Hashem, and thank Hashem for the food that we eat. So the concept of being thankful, of thanking Hashem, of feeling the gratitude and expressing our gratitude to Hashem for everything that He gives us every moment of the day is so much part of Yiddishkeit, so much part of being a Jew. Indeed, thankfulness in general and appreciation for anything that anyone gives us is a very important part of our midas, um, of the uh, of ethics of a Jew. But specifically, here we're talking about our thankfulness to Hashem, who obviously gives us whatever we have. And that's something that's very central to us, our thankfulness to Hashem. Um, and yet, when it comes to karbonis, when it comes to sacrifices, we have one karbon that's uniquely related to that, and that's from this week's Parsha, where the Torah says, "Im yakri venu. If someone brings a thanks offering to Hashem, so then he brings whatever the offering is. We'll see soon, we'll discuss it a bit shortly. Um, Rashi says, um, When does one have to bring a thanks offering? So Rashi says, when one brings a thanks for a miracle that occurred to them, when they were in a state of danger, um, and they were saved from it. And he quotes from Tehillim, that the uh, Dovan HaMelech talks about in chapter 107 of Tehillim, four types of dangers that one uh, brings then a thank you offering for. And that is one who travels through the sea, one who travels through the desert, one who was imprisoned, and one who was ill. So when the person who travels through the sea and comes out safely, travels through the desert and comes out safely, was imprisoned and comes out safely, was ill and is healed, all of those people would bring a thank you offering to Hashem. Says Rashi, here in Chumash, in the Parsha, that, that those are the ones who bring the thank you offering. And the question is, um, why does Rashi say, or what, what forces, so to speak, Rashi to say, that the thank you offering was limited to these types of miraculous occurrences. Um, Why couldn't it be anything? Why does Rashi, you know, again, what what causes Rashi to tell us that the thank you offering brought in the Bessamikdash, or in the Mishkan, was for one of these miraculous events? And the Rebbe tells us, he explains, he says, that there's two types of thanks that's expected of us to express to Hashem. There is for the basic day-to-day, which is tremendous. Again, we wake up in the morning, we open our eyes, we're able to walk. Every step of our day is we're beneficiaries of tremendous gifts of Hashem. And that's the thank yous that we give constantly and throughout, throughout the day and throughout our davenings and brachas and so on and so forth. But then there is when Hashem shows a special measure of protection for a person. When we're able to feel the miraculous not only the natural, day-by-day, normal, natural way that Hashem set, where He gives us so many different wonderful gifts, but there are times when we experience a miracle, when we experience something that, naturally speaking, we were in a grave state of danger, and Hashem, so to speak, reveals the supernatural and, um, and gifts us with the supernatural protection, the nace that we need at that particular time. And that deserves a whole different level of thankfulness. Um, yes, we thank Hashem every day for everything, and yet when we're recipient of something even greater, that requires, um, it's appropriate that then we thank on a different level and a greater level. And that's what Rashi is telling us here. Um, if we were going to bring a carbon toida, if we were going to bring a thank you sacrifice for every good thing that Hashem does for us, then every Jew would have to bring a thank you sacrifice every day to the Besamikdash. Or multiple times a day. Or at least once a week, or once a month, or whatever it is, because we're constantly beneficiaries. But here the Torah is telling us that there's a special sacrifice brought, which indicates that it has to be for something unusual. And therefore, Rashi says, yes, look into Hillam and you'll see that there are the unusual circumstances. There's the miraculous ones, that they deserve a special thank- thankfulness, and that's what this carbon Toida is all about. This idea is especially apropos now, as we are in the beginning of the month of the Hebrew month of Nisan, which according to the Sefarim, the month of Nisan, which actually the word Nes means miracle, is the source of miraculous energy for the entire year. This month is the month... That we left Mitzrayim, which was miraculous with the ten plagues. This is the month of Kriyas Yomsov, for the splitting of the sea. This is a month of miracles. The name of the month is miracles. And this month carries the energy for the miraculous for the entire year. And therefore this is an important message that we have to remember. That there is the basic daily thankfulness for every step. And then there is when we are special beneficiaries of great and miraculous events where we touch, we get a taste of the supernatural. That requires a whole different level of thanks, like the carbon toida that was brought in the Beis Hamikdash. Um, interestingly, this Shabbos also is the Shabbos before Pesach, and Pesach Seder. And the, by the Pesach Seder, we have something in our table that many people don't even know is very much connected with this carbon toida, the carbon of thankfulness, and that is we have three matzahs on the table. And those three matzahs, they are symbolic, or they're connected to the carbon toida. And really in two different ways, and there's a halachic debate about this, but in very, to say this very simply, the carbon toda itself was made up of four types of breads. Three of them were matzah, one was chametz. Now the three types of matzah breads, you had ten of each. So you had ten matzahs of one type, ten matzahs of another, and ten of another, and then ten chametz loaves as well. So the three matzas that we have on the table are uh, reflective or representative of those three types of matza breads that the carbon toda was made up of. In addition, also the amount of flour used for the three matzas that we have on our Seder on our Seder table is reflective of the same amount of flour used to create the three matza types of the carbon toda. Now, which one of these reasons is the primary one, that's subject to a debate, which is beyond the scope of this conversation. The point, though, is that on the center of our t- Seder table, and as we know, the central mitzvah that we actually do by the Seder night, um, in addition to talking about Mitzrayim, is eating the matzah. So that matzah itself is reflective of the carbon Karbantoyda. And the reason for that is because leaving Egypt is really obviously um, connected with tremendous miracles, and specifically the same type of miracle as one who's imprisoned and leaving prison and going out to freedom. And we were imprisoned in Egypt. Now, to be sure, we weren't prison in prison in the typical sense of prison. We weren't in shackles. We weren't in a dungeon. But nevertheless, we were not free people. And when a person is not free, when a person is not in a a state of freedom, physically or spiritually, that person is in some sense imprisoned. And therefore, on the night of Pesach, it's it's a night of the extra measure of thankfulness, like the Karban Toida, when we recognize that we're not only recipients of the daily gifts of Hashem, but the special supernatural gifts that Hashem gives us as well. Which leads into one final message, and that is that though on Pesach night we're celebrating, the leaving of that Egypt, which is that type of prison so many years ago, at the same time, we also recognize that we're still waiting to leave a final step of imprisonment. And that's our situation today, where though we might not be literally in prison, in shackles, but in the same way as we said about Mitzrayim, they also weren't in shackles, but they were lacking the freedom that they needed. And the ultimate freedom that we can experience is the freedom of the revelation of Hashem in this world and the revelation of holiness and godliness and goodness with the coming of Mashiach, which will be the ultimate le- leaving of all types of shackles, all types of boundaries, all types of imprisonment. And we'll, we'll if God willing, Emir Tzach to be able to celebrate that, this Pesach, in the third Pesach Mikdash, with the coming of Mashiach, and we'll bring the Karbon Toida, the thank you carbon for the great miracles of Hashem. May we see them immediately. Have a wonderful Shabbos.